Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Horror. A shivering, shaking fear caused by something frightful or shocking. And that movie disturbed me. It gut-wrenchingly difficult to sit through. It was. Etc. Extra things. Unusual additions. We're actually doing man versus nature. Versus no, no. What? We're doing nature versus man. Sorry. Horror Etc. Podcast. As always, I am Tony. And I'm Ted. We are doing our superhero spectacular corpse clawing its way out of the ground. Ted has Frankenstein. On the brain. Vampires and werewolves, they're all about sex and savagery. The zombie beats that out by personifying our deepest fear, which is death. But certainly with Jaws, you know, we saw this crossover where, again, you know, a horror film can find mass appeal and critical acclaim. The Horror Etc. Podcast. All things in the world of horror and beyond at horroretc.com. I'm Tom Atkins. You're listening to The Bone Bat Show. Thrill me. The Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. They taste like burning.
Hey everybody, welcome to Bone Bat Show number 28, the show that is more fun than hookers and candy. This is Steve. And this is Gore. How you doing, sir? I'm contemplating hookers and candy, thank you. That's a good thing to be contemplating. We've got something special in the studio today. We've got the band Burning of Eye from Duval, Washington. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Going well. Hey, get right you guys to, uh, to sound off here on my uh, right. Tori McKay, drums. Nerdliness. Uh, Jacob yeah. Weatherspoon, I yell and play guitar. I'm mad, I play guitar and yell, but not in the band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesse, and I impersonate a bass player. <laughs> awesome. So uh, they're going to be joining us this evening uh, through all of our normal bullshit. And then uh, we're going to bust out a couple of new tracks off of their CD, which is going to be released August 7th, called Nowhere is a Destination. That's that's correct. And uh, they will be kicking that off at a badass shindig at Pete's Bar and Grill Incarnation. So be uh, whoever is cool enough to hang out with me should be there on August seventh because it's going to be fucking great. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So that one is that makes one of us. Cool. So, Gord, you got a political rant for us this evening? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to lead off with the political rant, though. I want to talk about my most recent trip back from the Sacramento Intergalactic Airport. Dude, I came back from the Deep South. I was in lovely Charlotte, North Carolina, realizing why it's important for me never to live in the South. And uh, in the middle of the day, I'm driving back from the airport, and I hit Road 102, which it's 10 miles of straight, two-lane, county road really nothing on it but farms on the left and right pretty easy road to drive as far as roads go middle of the day and there's this car up in the front of the line of cars just just screwing up traffic just screwing the pooch going in and out of the bike lane that's on the side of the road you know it's two car lanes and then two bike lanes so this car's just kind of weaving in and out going about 10 miles an hour under the speed limit just blowing it people start passing i get up to pass and i behind the car just wanted to get home after being on the road for for days just so close to my house stuck behind this person going 45 miles an hour and i can't pass her because there's cars and trucks and tractors and everything coming the other direction i'm stuck behind her for a while watching this car and i just go god you know this person is actually going to kill the first person they encounter that's in the bike lane it's it's bad this is a road that i i've ridden my bike on many times this is a road that Every once in a while, a tomato truck will, like, grease a bicycle rider that's trying to ride down the road. It's kind of a messed up place (laughs) to ride. So I finally, I'm, like, getting a little bit pissed, A, because I'm delayed, and B, because this person is just absolutely freaking hammered in the middle of the afternoon to the point where they're they're not, like, kind of buzzing driving. They're, They're dangerous. So I flip open the old cell phone and break the law myself and call the cops. I'm like, I am following a person that's absolutely trash driving. So they, they go into town, I'm following them, and I, I get, like, get through several layers of police bureaucracy to, to the point where I'm actually talking to the dispatcher that's saying, oh, we have, a, we have a unit in the area, you know, back off. And at this point, I'm in town behind this person, and they're, they're trying to decide which way to go, going into the bike lane and then man into the road and just... And I, I go, you know... You know we're going less than 25 miles an hour at this point. I'm behind them. I don't think I'm in danger. Do you want me just to tell you where they go until the police officers can show up from the donut shop or wherever they're at? Yeah, okay, they decided. 
So we go, and this this woman keeps getting closer and closer to my neighborhood. Eventually, she turns off down like the street that I I like was one block from my street. And I'm like, oh crap! This is one of my neighbors. This is actually now going to be potentially ugly. And she finally she like turns over, just kind of pauses, sweeters left and then right, and then turns on the street that's like four blocks from my house. And right about then, the motorcycle cop shows up, and I'm like, right there. That's you know, right there, dude. He goes, okay, hold on here. Walks over to her, starts talking to her, comes back to my car like five minutes later, and, and he, he's trying to give me the cop voice, you know, the official, you know, sir, blah, 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 voice, but he's giving me the total expressions of, dude, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> he looks at me and goes, sir, which is translated as, dude, she is not drinking. <laughs> this woman is the absolute worst fucking driver in the entire universe. She was stone sober. So then I had to apologize to the cop to waste. waste so how could you tell that she no. hadn't been drinking just by looking at her? She did, he didn't run know. her we through her paces or snip her tonsils or something. anything like that. <laughs> I didn't. At this point, I was embarrassed. I didn't like, you know, delve into. Well, officer, did you give her a breathalyzer? I figured he was probably marginally competent. I was expecting you to get out of the car and say, "Let me, let me see about this." <laughs> Step aside. I know drunk women. <laughs> No, man. So there are some seriously bad drivers out there. And yeah. I don't know. You should be able to, like Gallagher says, you should be able to like carry a, a dart gun in your car with a suction tip darts and a little flag on the end that says stupid and just shoot them at people's cars when they do something stupid. And if a cop ever sees someone's car with like three of those on them, they pull them over, give them a ticket for being an asshole. <laughs> I've been a, a strong supporter of asshole tickets for years. So Yeah. I, I could see that. So would you say that that uh, shitty drivers piss you off per se? Dude, shitty drivers piss me off like nobody's business. Well, then let's get into what pisses us off. Let's, let's just, just let's skip right over the political rant. We got rock and roll. Political rants what? fucking piss me off. Yeah. What Every week you, off? you slow this show down to a fucking crawl with your political. What is your rants? idea? You're like, hey, you're always spouting <laughs> off about this stuff. You should do stuff on the show. Because I got to learn shit somewhere. I don't All fucking right. read the news. That's for sure. If I can't All learn right. from my friends, where can I learn shit? Maybe if you're really nice, next time I'll talk about uh, <laughs> generic drugs. Or maybe we'll talk about it later. What pisses you off? I want to know. What pisses, know. what pisses me off? Well, let's, let's go right past me to our uh, band in the studio. What pisses right. Burning of Eye off? Tori? Well, okay. Uh, uh, it sounds like you guys have got past the political rant thing, so I have to try not to turn it into that. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, the thing that... I'm, I'm really bad with that. The, the thing that, that that I did think of that pisses me off is media whores. And wait a minute, I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> no, 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 no. Present company accepted, no, Steve. No. You're Bridge no media has whore. Been no, burned. No, no, no. Let me let me let me define let me define media whore here. And and this was and this was a, this was a news story, and it was PETA. And I don't know if you, if you heard this thing where PETA got all up in arms because. Uh, they they saw some interview with Barack Obama where he uh, slapped a fly and killed it on his shoulder. Oh, you and, gotta be shitting and, me! And they seriously they they got pissed off and they sent him a fucking um, uh, like a like a, a humane fly catching device. And oh, like God. you know, of all the things you know, I, I mean, so whether you agree with Peter or not, you know, who cares? Choose your fucking battles. I mean, what is? 
flies, flies? Yeah, when, when he kicks like, a fucking puppy, then we'll talk. But <laughs> did they have a problem yeah, with Bill Clinton? Yeah, because yeah. he opened a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that got ignored. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that, that was that that was it. You know, you know, not not that you know we're we're here in in, in uh, on this on the show promoting a you know promoting a promoting an album so we can't really you know i can't really get down on too much on people who want to get media attention but that that's just just a little silly (laughs) so silly media. (laughs) believe me you won't find any actual media attention here tori i I didn't think so (laughs) you know yeah we don't have even like podcasts this for real we just do this for ourselves (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even i'm not even recording right now My mic's made out of an old broom handle. <laughs> Jacob, what do you got? What pisses me off is uh, people who get upset about media horrorism. <laughs> okay, what really pisses me off is uh, people who have opinions about absolutely everything. It could be something really insignificant. It could be something, well, completely over the top and really retarded. But people who have an opinion about everything and have... The inclination to sound off like they know everything about fucking everything is what pisses me off. Not so I'm eloquent. Glad I, glad I skipped the political rant. Yeah. <laughs> you've never you knew, you've never met Gordon before. <laughs> no, no, I, I think well, it's, it's already to use a word like bioequivalence and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I see what he's saying. Like you, you know those people. Like no matter what you say, like. Well, you know, I was reading this book, and like, well, let me tell you about that book. It's like, no, you weren't. You weren't reading it like I read it. (laughs) It's like the world's debunker, right? Pretty much, yeah. People like that. I just, I, they really rub me the wrong way. It's like the the uh, extension of you know the kid when you were a little kid, and it was like, well, my bike's bigger than yours. Well, yeah, it's it's just that constant one-upsmanship, and as we get. Archaic. It just seems really fucking stupid, and I hate it. It does, indeed. How about you, Matt? Anything piss you off? You know, I have nothing deep, but I really hate fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate wine so much, dude? All the people that drink it, oh. when I'm drinking my, my beer, looking at me like, he's drinking a fucking bush? <laughs> and I'm like, and you're drinking a fucking grape? Fuck you, man. (laughs) When you put it that way. (laughs) I never thought of it that way before. That's pretty good. Like I said, nothing deep, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jesse. Uh, well, I'll keep it fairly simple as well. I hate it when I go to the grocery store and my favorite IPA is not in stock. I will resort to drinking wine if it comes to it, and I hate when people drink the beer that I bought and they replace it with bush. But that's all right. I'll yeah, still sorry. manage. Yeah, it, it's you one of those... sprinkle dried hops on top of your wine to make it more beery? <laughs> no, I bathe in them. <laughs> I will roll in a pile of hops just to com- confuse my brain. But, no. Yeah. I'm easygoing. Oh, shit. So, hey, you know, it pisses me off. Uh, I've been hanging out lately with my buddies, uh, Limo and Andy C., who I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. And uh, they're trying to talk me into doing this fucking, in September, this bike ride up Mount Baker here in Washington. It's like 24 miles straight up, and then you come riding straight back down again at the end of it. 
and you get up at the crack of dawn to fucking do this. And my question is, you know, when I was younger, it was like people were, my friends would be, and you especially, Gordon, be trying to peer pressure me into shit that was like bad for me. Like, here, drink (laughs) this, smoke this. When did my friends start fucking trying to talk me into doing shit that was good for me? What is that shit about? That fucking pisses me off. Those aren't real friends. (laughs) Do not trust them. Steve, here, drink this and go in that room with that hooker. (laughs) <laughs> Where the fuck did that go? I promise you. Yeah, that wasn't a hooker. That was my No, thinking. it's you, you need to ride up this mountain because it's good for you. I don't know. I love those guys, but what the fuck? Well, maybe the going down the mountain after you're too exhausted to control your bicycle is the bad for you part. No, I, I rarely have a problem with going down on anything, but down a bike? Are you kidding me? That's true. That sounds Hobos, a little bit matter. frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! So, uh, anybody, anything else? Any uh, lingering piss offs? Lingering piss offs. Mm. Nah, I hate Matt. <laughs> yeah, I hate Tori, <laughs> and I hate Jacob. Cool, Jesse. I hate okay. my relatives. You know, I I just had a relative that pissed me off by attempting to pitch me some multi-level marketing Amway. You know, buy these detoxification products because your colon needs cleansing and your children are dying from the toxins in your home. Shit. From your Just, family? From like, my, and yeah, you from too, Fredo? I'm, ta- I'm talking to you, uncle. Don't. For the love of God, don't try to sell me your Amway foo-foo crap. Just... Leave me alone. Let me do my shopping at a store like a regular human being. <laughs> yeah, that that sucks coming from your. Does family. that happen to you? Do, do people just all of a sudden randomly go, "Hey, I got this great thing. I'm making money. Would you like to make money?" <laughs> no, you know when I was younger, that somebody uh, got into that. Remember that whole Fund America thing, which was no. like the original pyramid scheme. And <laughs> I, I had a few friends who were like getting into that shit, exactly. and I'm like, a. <laughs> I don't know about your dad, but my dad always taught me that, you know, nothing in life comes free or easy. And second of all, that's a fucking pyramid scheme. No, it's not. It's legit. No, no, trust me. And then, like, six months no, later. It's a trapezoid. <laughs> six months later, the guy bailed out of the country with, like, all the money. <laughs> and you, none of those guys ever said shit about it. It was just like, fuck. Should have known. Yeah. You should have known. Ha ha. Yeah. It and seems I'm, like the you know, pitches now are, are like all this really guilt-ridden, like, well, you know, there's there's all kinds of poison in your house and in your life, and my product will take the poison out and keep you living longer for your family, who you're poisoning by not using my product. <laughs> but by standing on my fucking lawn, you're raising my blood pressure, which is slowly fucking killing me! Oh, I hate that. People who come up to your front door... Like when you're eating dinner and shit and try to sell you like windows or oil changes. <laughs> well, like a guy opens or his trench coat and he's got a store. <laughs> or religion, yeah. A six pack of oil changes. What the fuck? I don't even think of more than one oil change down the road, more or less six of them. Your car may not have that much life left. I in know, it. and I get a free dinner at some shithole? No, thank you. Sponsored by Applebee's. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the religious ones, you know. I actually collect the literature, like you know. You keep. I mean, it's it's pretty fascinating stuff. Just how kind of like comical or scary it is, you know. Well, we all have to have bathroom reading. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the death at the door, hey Tori, what was the letter we got the other day from our water department? 
Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, here's here is something that pisses me off. So, so we live, uh, we live, we, we live out uh, on a on a on a small lake, and we actually have a water system that it's kind of split. It um, some of it comes out of a lake through a treatment plant that works most of the year, and that's always really good. And then some of it comes out of the well. And one of the things that happens in wells is seepage in the minerals. So I just got a letter saying that the arsenic content in my water is too high. <laughs> is there an acceptable is, level of arsenic? Uh, uh, there is. As it turns out, it actually defined the acceptable level and said that it had creeped over the acceptable level. So question, do you actually make this water? No. <laughs> so how we would drink you have... It, though. How would you have control over the arsenic level? No, it's, it's. Are they telling you that you have to do me, something about no, it? No, they're, they're, it's, it's a, it's a it's warning, a warning to me that, to you know, buy that, to tell me pretty much. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Warning, there's nothing you can do. It's sponsored Don't by drink. Culligan. <laughs> drink more beer. <laughs> the good news or the bad news? You're fucked, but. Basically. Dude, an acceptable yeah. level of arsenic, that's like an acceptable level of anal rape. Don't pretend there's not a limit. It's all marginal after parts per million. Of anal rape? Parts per million of anal rape. It well, sounds I like you're talking about Steve's penis. I now. didn't know how oh. you measured that. That's yeah. Oh shit. Well, is that like like so? If you you know you you, you go and to, to the doctor and get a colon exam, is that like one tenth of an anal rape? <laughs> Depends on the thickness of your proctologist's fingers, I guess. I guess Tori's getting close to one. <laughs> All right, so did you have a, anything else, Gord, that was on your mind before we uh, go into our first song break? Did you want to discuss digital infrastructure? Uh, I was just jot. See, for those of you who are listening at home and don't have uh, access to the liner notes for the show, no, <laughs> the I was just jotting notes. down things. That, I emailed them to fucking everybody. I don't know why they wouldn't, but... Oh, okay. I just yeah, hit no, reply all. You know what? I will. Like I will. The, digi- the, the upcoming digital infrastructure, my own phrase, feel free to use it, uh, is starting to piss me off because, all right, TV went digital. Holy crap. Was there something wrong with the old TV? I don't know. I was getting it from a satellite anyway. But some of my friends are just, you know, sucking the free TV out of the sky. It, it, totally, it totally messed them up. They ran out of the converter boxes or once they got it, it didn't work anyway. And now... I find out our electrical grid is is getting upgraded to become digital. We're going to have smart appliances. What smart appliances means is when there's too much load on the grid or when some bureaucrat just feels like it, they turn off your electricity to your stuff. So, like, if it's hot, that's when everyone's using their air conditioner and they turn off your air conditioner. But it's it's just like, and everything you, you're starting to need and use in your house, like, well, you're going to need to upgrade to digital infrastructure appliances your washing machine your dishwasher your air conditioner it's like everything you own that seemed to work just fine is eventually not going to work and i don't see the improvement it, eventually it's going to be like uh, well we got the new water and it's the digital water so you need to upgrade <laughs> your your faucet if you want well not only out. that but it, you see it's control on both ends because not only do they want to be able to control the access but then they want to charge you for every fucking thing down the pipe so they want to charge you for your cell phone, for your cable, for your DirecTV, for your Xbox 360, for your, you know, every fucking thing that you can They're possibly use. You arsenic, and you didn't even order the arsenic, but it's part of the digital water package. Exactly. All right, then. Well, uh, let's, why don't we kick over to uh, our first song break. So this, this cut, which is off of uh, Nowhere's a Destination, Three Sheets to the Trim.
And we're back. That was Burning of Eye. What do you think, guys? How do you like the new stuff? I like it. I'm with him. <laughs> what are they going to say? Yeah, our new stuff is really crap. I'm well, you know, the it. new textures and the new avenues we explored, you know, it's just something different, and uh, yeah, we totally enjoy it. We're going down like a totally new audio avenue, like we're inventing <laughs> a type of street. We'd like to thank Jesus for showing us a new way. <laughs> yeah. All bullshit aside, I think we all like it. I can't wait to hear more. So uh, you guys formed in 2004, correct? All too long ago. <laughs> Who came up with the name Burning of Eye? Where did you guys get the name of the band? Well, I think it was a combination of two names. Dude, Steve uh, just used my one question. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual kick in the nuts. Oh. <laughs> well, I uh, proposed this really stupid name called Issue of Eye, and uh, Tori had recommended that it be changed to Burning. And I hated it initially, and then, well, it grew on me, kind of like a fungus. <laughs> That's kind of how I grow on him. Yeah. Sorry, you are a fungus. <laughs> That's about as uh, deep as the well goes with the name. Uh, the, the, the reality of the name, I think, is is that it's it's become our name. Like like we could all be called Bob at this point. I mean, it's it was we, we did it five years ago. I, you know, I I think now more what we do is we think about it. And we apply it to what we do, really. And the best thing is that the acronym is Boy. <laughs> So you're boy. literally a boy band. Well, we are, we are today's correct. boy band. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, Avril Lavigne, Avril Lavigne, that uh, skater boy. Yeah. Is that about beat. you? Well, it might be. Well, it, with any with any luck, God willing, it's about me. She if said, you see you later, boy. Part. Well, no, uh, the title is, uh, it's like SK8R and then uh, B-O-I. Hey, hey, reference. And what really sucks is we were looking for a name that no one can make fun of, and, well, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a little band history about how you guys formed and all that shit. Well, Jacob started sucking Tori off to play drums for him. That is true. I have uh, I have scars on my esophagus <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it started. It started with me and Jacob, and and we actually, uh, y- you know, with with our sound, it's it's obvious we've we've kind of changed and evolved quite a bit. Uh, me and Jacob started actually pretty much wanting to be a straight up black metal band, and we kind of just expanded what we wanted to do through there. And and um, as as we started, you know, picking up people, and and um, you know, I said, hey, you know, I we know, have names. <laughs> I was getting New to that. Asshole. Okay, all right. Person number one is Matt. Matt, 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 Matt was was Jesse's, uh, no, Jacob's high school high school buddy, and high school uh, sweetheart. Thank and, you. And, and, and yeah, and and the one guy like you, you, you know Jacob is uh, you, you know he's a really fast guitar player. And he said, "Well, okay, I, I know one guy who I think can actually play my riffs and keep up." And I said, "Well, I know this bass player. His name's Jesse. He's another guy I went to high school with, and I think he you know he, he needs he needs a project, and I think it'd be a great fit for what we do." So that was, that was sort of the formation. And so you guys, like, practiced together for close to a year before you ever played live? Like Actually, more cl- close to two. It, it took us a long time to really kind Jeez. of hone. You know, we ended up writing a bunch of songs. That there, there are a bunch of things that, that you know, a bunch of kind of throw-out ideas that, that, you know, we never played live that came in there. We, we've really spent a lot of time evolving as a band and, and, you know, figuring out how to do what we do well. Break it down. Jesse right. used to float so the river during the summer, and he would get drunk, and then he would come to practice, and we wouldn't accomplish anything. <laughs> and so it took us some time. Uh, so you cut out the rafting and then just did the drinking to play bass plan. Well, yes, I, I, I removed the rafting and went straight to drinking. <laughs> well, no, we gave him a bass. Uh, 
a waterproof base to float down the river, and then we satellited his signal in to practice. Ah. Yeah. It's a high-tech operation we run. Well, you know, that that's kind of the the, the the practice habit of spending that much time on your game. I mean, I, I go to a lot of gigs, and I see a lot of opening acts. And one of the things, the, the first time I saw you guys, too, was that you guys are loading in. I'm like, Jesus, for an opening band, these guys have great gear. And, you know, that and the practice, and it shows kind of a seriousness that maybe some of the other, you know, kind of up-and-coming bands don't necessarily have to them, which I've really appreciated. And then the songwriting and riffs is what really captured my attention at the first time I saw you guys. Yeah, you know, you guys actually have a really high degree of, of musical, you know, quality. Your, your, your songs are complex. There's key changes. There's, there's um, time changes. It's, it's, it's musically complex. Clearly, somebody's mom made him take piano lessons. Which one of you guys is is the one that's that's the the heart was a hardcore musician at some point in their life before they became, uh, you know, as as a kid? Was there was there someone that just did all you know, plays seventeen different instruments or? No. No, no, everyone you, just kind of smoked pot and yeah. Up you, music you, you actually, you, you actually, you, you'll be real surprised at this. So, so I've, you know, I, I took drum lessons for a lot of years and and was trained on, you know, just just rhythm techniques and and uh, drum techniques and did a lot of studying with with that. But other than that, um, as far as you know, all our complex song structures and all of that, Jacob's just fucking weird. Um, <laughs> and an asshole. Wow, I'm amazed because for that's good. That's good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for their song, A Shaky Declaration, to end up on Rock Band, just to fuck with me. Because I can't guess when the next riff is supposed to start. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, too, you know, and, and, and you know, thanks, it's a, it's a compliment in saying, you know, that, that, that we spent so much time practicing. It's, it's sort of a philosophy that we've had that we didn't, we didn't want to put things out in front of people till we felt like it was something that we thought was really cool. And the, the same's been true of this album here, is that, you know, we... Uh, um, we, we wanted to learn how to be a good studio band, and, and, and I feel like you know a lot of local bands have cut themselves short in that. So in the, the process of you know recording this ourselves, we've had the time. I mean, we've been recording this album since like last fall, and which is a little bit epically long, but it, it gave us the purpose. time. Well, yeah, well, it goes back to drinking. No, well, it also it, it also was the fact that you know a lot of a lot of local bands don't really know how to be good studio bands until somebody signs them and forces them to do it so we kind of wanted to self-drive that a little bit well so your 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 uh ep in 2005 which was called a small little shack and a big wet messy nothing uh those songs so you that was just kind of the part of that process you had been working on those songs for years had honed them and finally tuned them and polished them to a point where those were ready to record kind of yeah, it, it, it was. And, and at, that, at that point, at that point, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. You should just like cut out everything after that. Just yeah. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Dead air. No, he's, it, 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 his, his explanations are better than mine. I don't really have any comedic timing at all. It's too bad. Uh, but th- that that one we just we we recorded because we knew we needed to record something, and and that one was really our first experience that made us you know decide afterwards that we had to try to really learn more how to be a good studio band because you know we, we learned a lot from that one but we listen back to it now and we, we still love those songs and um, I, I just don't think we captured the recording that we wanted to with them playing them live is cool but as far as just kind of conveying that energy on disc i don't think we nailed it 
to be perfectly honest. Would you try again at some point? I don't know, maybe maybe years down the road. Also, I think, you know, as a band, too, you always, you know, when you go back and listen to your old stuff, you're never as excited about it as you are in the new stuff. So we might be a little jaded there, too. <laughs> You've heard it a lot more than I have, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm so far off, I'm not even excited about the future. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So you guys have been recording this since last fall, the new release, huh? Yeah, there have been obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good learning process, though. Like uh, yes. Said. To go into a little more detail, we built our studio, we bought all the equipment, finally got it working after a good long bit, and then learning how to use it was a good learning curve. Thanks, Tori, for teaching me. <laughs> and you're, you're still welcome. teaching me. Are you producing everything yourselves? Uh, yeah, actually, um, uh, I'm mixing the album as as we speak, and and um, it's, well, fucking it's... knock it off. We're trying to podcast here, <laughs> dude. They're never going to get it done by August what, what seventh. You, what, if he what isn't you, working twenty four seven. Yeah, on this what are you shit. talking about? I'm a frequent. You know, I'm 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 a professional multitasker. You know, what the hell? <laughs> He's actually beating it too right now. If we do more of these shows, it won't come out till twenty twenty four. You hear that, folks? Last podcast of Burning of Eye until August 7th. 2024. <laughs> Very cool. So you'll be releasing the CD August 7th? Uh, if all goes well. Fucking cool. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, so currently you can still download your original demo right off of burningofeye.com? I believe so, yeah. And uh, folks can also check you out on your MySpace at myspace.com slash burningofeye. Correct. Uh-huh. Cool. All right, we're going to go for one more tune break. This is called Norway 1993. Back in a second.
listeners. This is Ken Foray. Make sure you tune in to the Bone Bat Show, the greatest show in horror. Take it from me. Hey, these things don't leak, do they? Leak? Hell no. These things were made by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. On Friday, July 3rd, 2009, 3,848 shambling, snarling, gore-soaked undead descended upon Seattle's Fremont neighborhood for the Red, White, and Dead celebration and a screening of Shaun of the Dead put on by Fremont Outdoor Movies, setting the Guinness Book World Record for largest zombie walk in the process. I was there to document this harrowing, history-making event. This is Steve from the Bone Bat Show. I'm here with the Holitz family. How's it going, guys? How are you enjoying the zombie walk? Brains. Brains. Brains, 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 brains. We're a zombie family. We're a zombie family. We're a zombie family. Hey, mom and daddy. All right, can we get everybody's attention here real quick? I just want to say thank you very much for coming out. We are trying to tally up the record here and trying to find out exactly what we have. My name is Ryan Ryder. I'm one of the event producers here, but there's about 40 people helping put this event on. We would have done it if these guys could do it. We're really excited to find out exactly what we got here. So big thank you to all of you guys. What do we want? Brains! When do we want it? Now! Who's gonna get him? Me! Well, this is Steve from the Bone Bat Show, and I am talking to Shannon and Matt from Seattle Geekly at the Red, White, and Dead event in Seattle. This is July 3rd, 2009. How are you guys doing? Oh, really Pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of sticky. <laughs> I know. It's fake a sticky blood. day for yeah, fake well, blood and latex yeah. and Ugh. all that good stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm delighted to see the size of the crowd here. It's yeah. just awesome. We I'm, did a special podcast for this. <laughs> I heard it. Twenty episode yeah, twenty point five. Twenty point five. So we're hoping some of these people are here because of us. So we hope. Keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but we it, ex- we're excited to see this many people. We actually had dinner uh, with a group of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, nice bagel sandwich, and behind us, you know, table full of zombies. A little kid with a bib that said, eat brains. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's great to, to see all the people watching yeah. you and wonder what's going on. Driving in was pretty fun because yeah, you get the odd person looking at you out the car window. Ta- taxi driver drove by real slow <laughs> on the other corner there. It was kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, like I said, it's a, a, it looks like a great crowd. Uh, I think... They were t- saying maybe 5,000 people was what they needed for the record. Something like that. I don't know so if there are that many, but... There's a lot. Well, there's a gentleman back here on the line who said that they thought that we already beat the Michigan record. So okay, cool. now I guess that uh, they were just finishing the tally to see if we beat uh, one other record, I guess, oh, that's out awesome. there. So. That, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see everybody oh, out here. It's awesome. And... Yeah. Oh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. we got the Thriller dance coming up later as well, so... I don't dance, but we'll see how it oh, works. Oh, if, if I'm dancing, you're dancing. Yeah, that's true. You did you guys practice the tutorial this morning? No. no. <laughs> Although we did go to the EMP and see the Michael Jackson uh, Bowtown uh, yeah, the, coat. The, the, the sequence glove and coat, you know. Yeah. The, the, so we're in the mood. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 
Nice to see you, Steve. Awesome. Very nice to see you guys, and thanks for uh, taking a minute to talk with us. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, brains. So anyways, that's enough for me. I want to say a big thank you to you guys. We would not be able to do this without you. So I would like to first introduce our hosts for the evening, Mark Rahner and Robert Horton. The authors of Rotten Comics, they're also both journalists that write for the Seattle Times and the Emerald, and we are very excited to have them here. So please welcome them, give a big zombie roar! Hello, my beautiful undead children. Danny, Danny, Danny. Just look at all you rotten bastards. I'm Mark Rahner. I'm Robert Horton. And we want to welcome you to the Red, White, and Dead Zombie Party and the attempt to break the Guinness record for the biggest fucking zombie walk of all time. How do you feel about that? Yay! We want to turn Seattle into the zombie capital of the world. <laughs> now tell me this, do you want Seattle to be known for coffee, crappy weather, and that goddamn birthplace of Kenny G? <laughs> On the plus side, everybody here is so pallid, you don't need that much makeup. That's right. As soon as you get your makeup on, you're going to look awesome. All right, now tomorrow is the 4th of July, and we feel like this yeah. is exactly the kind of thing that would make our founding fathers proud. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of intestines! tutorial for that. So, let's learn a couple of the moves. With each of these, sometimes you need both hands, so watch the other people who have both hands available. Um, the first one we're going to yeah. learn is called the shuffle ha slide. Now, every movement in the dance has a word to it, so you can kind of sing the steps in your head as you're learning it to help you remember all the different dance steps. Five, six, seven, eight. Shuffle, back, Hop, hop, forward, turn, look, stare, stare. Down, ha, down, ha, down, ha, down, ha, down, clap. Slide, 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 stomp and shoulders lift left. Down, clap, slide, 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 stomp and shoulders look left. Down, clap, slide, 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 stop, and 
Once again, Burning of Eye. Thanks so so much for uh, letting us use your music and uh, for coming and joining us in the studio this week. Really appreciate it, guys. Uh, to say yes. thanks for... Ha- Shit, no, you go ahead. No, we've, thanks for we've... using our music. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yay, music. <laughs> <laughs> so, multimedia triage. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're digging this week. Gord, uh, what do you got new? Uh, well, I tell you, um, I've been... I've been watching a lot of uh tv lately so i've got all kinds of things the the thing is because i don't i don't discuss anything unless it's it's just bleeding edge new there's a show that's been out for 10 years called top gear and it rocks have you seen this show it's on bbc america it's i I I have not care about cars i drive like an 11 year old beater my wife drives a 10-year-old beater car We we don't give two craps about cars and for some reason this show about cars and and mechanized whatever is great. I watch it with my wife. I watch it with my kids. It's funny as hell. These guys always take out some kind of supercar and drive it around a track and explain why this $300,000 machine sucks ass. And <laughs> and then they, they end up just screaming around the track with it and going, but it's fun. And then they do some sort of like crazy-ass challenge like they'll weld cars on top of other cars and have the guy in the bottom like work the gas and brakes and the guy in the top steers and then race them. And the, the, so you get these two-story cars. Last time they, they did this and they're going around a track and they, the guy they had steering in the top of the car, like he was missing an arm and he had this, this prosthetic arm with like a clamp on the end and the clamp was on the steering wheel and they're racing and trying not to tip over and the guy's arm disconnects but the clamp is still stuck oh, on the fuck. wheel. So as he's turning the wheel, it's like beating in the door and the roof and the floors. Oh man! It's it's a great. It is an absolutely great show. I don't know why I like it. Nothing about it has anything to do with stuff I like. And because they've already got ten years of these shows under their belt, I've I've been watching the the hell out of this show. I got the the DVD. They finally released a DVD in the states. I bought it for my dad for. uh, his birthday, and he's a guy it's impossible to shop for. He started watching it. He loves it. It is it is absolutely great. Everyone should watch the show, and maybe someone can explain to me why I like it. Cool. I'll have to and check it up. So you I said watched, BBC America? Watch the BBC America, baby. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's the kind of station you always almost watch. It's like, oh, a monster movie. <laughs> you watch flip it for past, five minutes yeah. Go, oh, yeah, it sucks. It's an oxymoron. Uh, it's British but, America. What the fuck? <laughs> Didn't we try to get away from that? <laughs> Every chance we get, shit. <laughs> 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 so 
Fuck you, limeys. Oh, shit. They see there, and I've pissed off the British listeners. God oh, damn it. We British listeners now? <laughs> we might. Oh. I don't know. I, I apologize. <laughs> we'll get one. Right, Sorry about the whole line. I finally watched, uh, I watched The Mist. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was... I thought the big tentacle with black fangs in it was pretty awesome. And I liked the special effects with all the bugs and stuff. It was... It was uneven, but okay. I really like the. Who here has seen it? Have you guys seen it? I've seen it. I think it's fucking gay. I, I really do. I, I, it, was, it was the worst horror movie I'd seen in a long time. Uh, what I just did you think spoilers. of the end? I have serious fucking problems with the end. But hold on, is this is spoiling this shit going to bug you guys if you haven't seen it? No, I hate no, movies. No, if you haven't seen oh, it, don't like okay. go out and rent it. For About the only okay. part I actually liked was the end because he. Killed. Well, okay, I'll okay, just spoil okay, it. Hold on, hold on. So, spoiler alert: If you don't want to hear this shit, we're going to totally ruin the end of the mist. Jump ahead until uh, I say Gordon is a big cock. Okay, go. How, how are they gonna know that, <laughs> dude? It's fucking podcast science. It's shut. Don't worry your pretty little head about this shit. They have a Gordon Cox search device. <laughs> they do. It's magical. They do now. Now please, it searches shut for really the small fuck things. Up. Go ahead, man. It's a small search engine. <laughs> Anyway, I just uh, very much enjoyed the idea of him killing his whole family and then finding out that, well, the military's on their way. And then, you know, oh, fuck, I just killed my family. Shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah, like, if you waited, what a... <laughs> okay, I get that. You waited 10 seconds. But as a dad, that's so absolutely preposterous that it doesn't even register. Because as a dad, you're never going to kill your kids until the moment when you're sure. Sitting in the mist thinking that, well, we're out of gas. Somebody might get... That's not enough. Yeah, it was a pretty low threshold for him to give up after all that. He's like, well, we're out of gas. I guess we need to kill each other. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Yeah, exactly. And he had like five bullets left. And he emptied all of them in the kid. I, you know, come on. What, what if the you fuck? huffed that gas? <laughs> all right, but another horror movie I finally watched was 30 Days of Night. You can't tell me that sucked. I love that movie. That was a good movie. And a lot of people, uh, it's kind of gotten some shit, but there's a lot of things I like about that movie. There's that a long mo- shot from, from high up when the yes. vampires are finally going into town. and they're Flying like, over the snow, and, and there's blood and carnage beneath them. Oh, yes. oh that's so fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, bloody that, that was cool. And I thought it was really true to the comic book. Like, they took out the only part of the comic book that really didn't belong. And they added some other stuff, and it, it went together. They didn't. They didn't just slay the original material, which is always nice. Well, I think that's because Steve Niles was involved in the making of the film. I think that, that you oh, know. Well, the guy that wrote Wanted was involved with the making of that <laughs> film, but they just said, "Look, we'll let you see Angelina Jolie's ass if you just totally give us free reign with the script." And yeah, I'd, like I'd do anything to see that thing. So I, I, I don't <laughs> care what you're saying right now. <laughs> but you, yeah, but Timor's kind of you know. The, the guy has his own vision, and if you've seen, like, Nightwatch and Daywatch, he's got his own thing. So he, he, was, he basically took Wanted as a jumping-off point to go into kind of a film realm that he had already been dabbling in in two other films. So it, it didn't really mesh up with what the graphic novel guy, I think, was, was going after. That's my opinion. Yeah. I don't fucking know. And the, the movie was nice in that it didn't try to make the uh, protagonist look like Eminem because that would have been obnoxious as hell. <laughs> it, it did. That, was, that kind of took me out of the graphic novel, actually, was the, the whole thing. And the, the, the end, which I thought was absolutely just stupid. So. Yeah. 
All right, what else have I seen? Oh, because I'm totally blaming my wife for this one. Saw the <laughs> if new you say Twilight, movie. I'm going to punch you through the fucking internet. You you blame somebody for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do. What was it again? I want to see it in IMAX so I can see Megan Fox's boobs the size of a car. Now, I did like the tracking shot, which kind of circles around the back of the motorcycle in the trailer. And you're thinking, no, they're not going to show her bottom. And they do. (laughs) In the trailer. I mean, where do you go go from there? And it's a kid's movie. Well, did you not? Well, see, that's the thing. It's not. (laughs) I I went to see it after my wife had sort of vetted it with, with the kids. Because I wanted to see big, stupid robot fights and Megan Fox. And you know what? It rocks for that. If you want to look at Megan Fox and you want to see big, stupid robot fights, great. That's It is the movie for it. But if you want to take your six-year-old to see a movie, eh, here, here's the things in the movie that you may want to, might make you reconsider. Um, ass, dumbass, ass whooping, bitch ass, suck that bitch. These are all lines from the movie. Come on, uh, one more ass. Su- Wait, hold on. I got to I got to stop you. Suck that bitch. That's not even good swearing. Uh, yeah, suck that bitch. Yep, it was right there. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. There was a robotic golden shower. Uh, extreme <laughs> close up of naked man ass. Uh, what else was there? There was robot puke, robot drool, wet robot guts, um, robot scrotum. You're totally <laughs> selling me on this thing? movie now because that's how, it sounded terrible until now. Like I said, copious big robot, robot car jizz. Man, it just like France hot brownies, which were apparently laced with like PCP and crack or something, because a person that ingested it just went insane. Like I've never seen anyone go insane on any kind of a pot brownie. Uh, and, and immediately, it was like the fastest acting pot brownie in the history of pot brownies. She and, must have like mainlined it or something. And so what What? What witticism did you have when you left this movie? What did you say to your wife again? Oh, no, that was later after we kept the kids up way too late. I said, yeah, I feel like the Holitzes. What? Well, we're keeping our kids up way too late. We just took them to a completely inappropriate movie. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, there, uh, there was also robotic dog humping and actual, uh, I mean robotic leg humping and actual dog humping in the movie. It is great for a six-year-old. It gives you all kinds of things. That hey, you got to expand your horizons, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I swear I s- I'm the one person on the planet that never wanted to see this fucking movie until now because you've just sold <laughs> every single thing that I want to see in a movie. I saw it last Thursday, but maybe not the way that you saw it. Is the California edition better? <laughs> Did you, you see it with the six-year-old that you were trying to shelter? Because that, that does change your perspective. No, no, but uh, bringing a, uh, a sanitary napkin and maybe a uh, an air sickness bag might have been good for me, but... I didn't see the reasons for it. <laughs> There's always a reason to have an air sickness bag. I think you're reading shit into it. So, so is there anything you guys are digging? What are you guys checking out this week? Oh, I saw a fantastic movie last night called Tokyo Gore Police. Did you see that? I have not seen that yet. I actually yet. witnessed that last night. I saw Machine Girl recently, which was fucking over the top. I highly suggest it, only on the bounds that it is indescribable (laughs) very cool it's one of those movies where you think wow they can't get any bigger than that and they go four times bigger (laughs) it's it's ridiculous it's worth is that like dead leaves that kind of thing oh i don't know i i I can't say that i've seen dead leaves but it's i don't know well having having (laughs) seen machine girl i can imagine where they go and there, there are a few of those japanese films i've been wanting to see biozombie is one 
There's one called Versus, I think, that is like Samurai versus Zombie, I believe, which is supposed to be pretty cool. And there's, so there's a number of films kind of in that genre that I've been wanting to check out. I haven't got around to yet. So When I see a girl get shot in half and her lower half becomes a crocodile or an alligator head and she eats somebody... I have to give a thumbs up. So. You said you weren't going to ruin that. Uh, I, hey. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. Okay. I'm sold, I think. Uh, Anybody else? Well, I've been digging on this uh, this clip that Matt burned for me. Um, it's a very industrious young lady by the name of Jenna Hayes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea who that is. You know, you're from California. You probably wouldn't know who that is. And I think it's Tori Black, not Tori McCaig, for clarity. Tori Black. Was and, that your uh, maiden name, Tori? Uh, th- that was my maiden name. How'd you know? <laughs> you looked a hell of a lot different in the MPEG that I saw. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, these two industrious ladies um, practicing this uh, very, very poor yoga regimen because, well, obviously they're working up to something greater. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, some uh, guy who probably has a name, but, well, the directors didn't give a shit about, he kind of shows up and uh, does both of them. And, yeah, that's what I've been that's what I've been watching. Multitasking. The plot is Repeatedly. great. Repeatedly. Every 20 minutes or so. Cinematography <laughs> is great. Uh, the lighting. Yeah. Don't forget the lighting. It's the, oh, oh, the lighting. Seriously. Like, every little nuance they got on that couch when they were being ravaged. I, yeah, I haven't seen anything well, like it. Now, I, I have to ask. Hopefully somebody didn't move the lighting. How's the sound? How, how do they work in the sound, both the effects and the music, with the actual uh, kind of visual display? Well, predominantly, it was them kind of uh, calling out kind of vowels, like, ah, <laughs> and oh. Was there an E? There, there might have been an E, but at that point, well, <laughs> that I was watching it, yeah, I probably wasn't. But it was kind of like a Spanish eye. It was, it, 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 yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. why I imagine. <laughs> Perhaps. But, oh, uh, why? Usually, I don't have to watch, but maybe a minute and thirty seconds of it to get what I want out of it, because its artistic merit is beyond anything of the scope of the human imagination. So I just fucking go for about a minute thirty, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I think I uh, need a cigarette. For a napkin. <laughs> do I really Throw have to that follow? sock away. How do you how do you follow that, Tori? Uh, I, I I don't have I, I, really much to follow that with. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna follow with Kung Fu Panda, but I can't. oh good. Oh. <laughs> See, how could you sully Kung Fu Panda yeah, like that? Yeah, it's got Jack no, Black, and I know he can make some noises. <laughs> Very good. That's good. Oh man. And it's got the uh, the evil tiger with Swearingen from Deadwood. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We all love Deadwood. No shit. I like Livewood, too. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay. Uh, Shut up about that. That's a tough uh, act to follow, but a couple of things. Uh, Ghostbusters game for the Xbox 360. Oh, I heard about that. It's fucking a lot of fun. It's oh, very really? cool. It starts out kind of in... In uh, you're a rookie, basically, kind of following the second film. So it just jumps you right in. Uh, you're basically the voices of Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and uh, the other guy. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, thank you. <laughs> uh, are all, and Ernie Hudson True as fan. well. Ernie Hudson as well. See, I got Ernie Hudson, but I missed Harold Ramis. What the fuck? So anyway, so all of them are, are melded into the story. And you're a rookie, basically. You, you go along and you try to trap ghosts. The... Uh, the proton streamer things are hard as fuck to control, 
which is pretty wacky because, you know, at first you're kind of, you know, well, geez, this game's a little bit tough, and then you remember that, oh, yeah, they couldn't control them either, so it's very they similar. They are neutron accelerators, after all. So, so yeah. Proton. What happens if Fuck. you cross the Come on, scientist guy. But, uh, yeah, so so basically it's a lot of fun. You know, it's funny because they're constantly yelling at you to cr- to not cross the streams as you're running pell-mell through the scene. You I've know, heard this don't shit. cross the stream thing before. And then you walk out of the bathroom. <laughs> I've been in the restroom at El Corazon. Weird shit happens there, man. It's true. <laughs> I might have had it with you. Steve, yes, how did Jacob. you forget Egon? I, mean, I know. Come on. Isn't that fucked up? I don't know what is wrong with I'm gonna leave here with I, a grudge. I may need to. I may to need to actually buy an Egon Spangler action figure at Comic Con to atone for my fucking mistake. October's not too far away. You should be Egon for Halloween. I may have to do that. Okay, so Ghostbusters game is very cool. Check it out. I've o- only played single player. Have not tried the multiplayer experience yet, so I don't know how that how that pans out. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It does bring back a lot of kind of. Uh, good feelings that you remember from seeing those movies. It, it is a, gl- a cool time. The other thing is I've been listening to this week uh, the latest from Voivod called Infini, which uh, I found this kind of interesting because it was the last recordings from Dennis Piggy Demore, who died of colon cancer in 2005. He uh, recorded back, his, his final riffs uh, on a laptop that Jason Newstead gave him, uh, who is known from Metallica but has been with Voivod for three albums now. Um, and he, he recorded the songs kind of incompletely. They're all demo guitar tracks. And then he turned them over to Newstead to uh, basically produce and record. And so he got the drummer uh, and the rest of the band each did their uh, tracks in piecemeal. And then he Newstead put the whole thing together. And the, the album is it's pretty interesting because I, I found myself you know, wondering, okay, if you know that you're going to die... What are you doing? You know, what what do you put down as your last statement to the world through music? And so that kind of interested me. You know, how how would he say it? And frankly, it's their best album of the last three. It's a little more oh, cohesive. I I bet his statement was, "My ass hurts." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, so uh, it, it, it's it's kind of, it's definitely what you would think of from Voivod. So it is kind of that it's more straight ahead rock and roll but it is kind of like a cross between Megadeth and kind of Rush you know it's got the progressive aspect but also the kind of grindy and it also has Snake's kind of nasal vocals which are definitely a part of it Uh, the guitar sound is a little more kind of rusty and grimy which I really enjoyed the song that kicks it off God Phones which is kind of a dorky title but uh, they, they sell it well and it's a very catchy song midway through they kind of break down into a motorhead thing that is revisited in the final song of the album, which is called Volcano, which is definitely kind of full tilt motorhead. It is good shit, or even kind of talking back to like Roar. The rest of it is kind of Angel Rat era Voivod forward, so it's kind of the, the stri- more straight ahead rock and roll. I know a lot of the people who, who were fans of Voivod back when they were more kind of thrashy, this may not appeal to them as much, but I've been enjoying the album, so check it out. I've heard oh, it. That I was like an it. Honest to God review. Well, I kind of think about this shit sometimes. What the fuck? Wow. Maybe I should try thinking. <laughs> you I'm should. Steve, I'm a deep yeah, thinker. So uh, that's it for multimedia triage. I think it's time for filthy joke of the week. So what do you guys got? I hope you all brought filthy jokes uh, to the table. Well, being that the week that it has been, and we've lost so many familiar faces, I'll drop one. <laughs> okay. All right. So. 
Farrah Fawcett, she went first, and so she walks to the pearly gates. She goes to St. Peter and says, hey, I would really like that all the children of the world be protected. So he just went ahead and killed Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, honest to God, when Farrah Fawcett died and I was on this business trip, and I I didn't really know what, what was up with her, but I found out that she had rectal cancer. And then the next day they're talking about on the news and saying, yeah, well, you know, the, the, her, her doctor was with her there at the end. I'm like, rectal cancer, <laughs> with her at the end. Come on. Tell me they're not thinking Thanks, about Charlie. this stuff. Thanks, Charlie. Well, I got to say that I, I rubbed more out to Farrah than I did to Michael Jackson. Just slightly. <laughs> he didn't do the same. <laughs> what you got, Matt? You know, actually, all the dirty jokes I heard this week were told by Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the best one. One-stop one shopping, right? Nothing. Well, let me try and think of an oldie but goodie. I drove all the way to Redmond, and all I got was this shitty T-shirt. <laughs> and this awesome beer. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. How about you, Jacob? Um. Well, I have to give credit to my friend Andrew because I'm not ever really surrounded by people who make dirty jokes because I hate hanging out with Jesse. <laughs> so go team. What's the difference between jam and jelly? What's the difference? I can't jelly my dick up your ass. <laughs> Damn it, you stole what I was thinking of. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what do you got, sir? Okay. I, I, I have another people of the week joke. Um so did you know that uh, there's there's actually a fast food joint that's going to come out with a tribute burger for Michael Jackson? The tribute burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to feature 50-year-old meat between 10-year-old buns. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. I think you heard that from Jesse, too. No, I think I heard that at work, actually. Well, he told Jeez, it to be. He's definitely oh. prolific. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll bust one out. So this man enters a restaurant, and he's sitting at the only open table in the restaurant. And as he sits down, he knocks his spoon on the floor with his elbow. And so this waiter who's standing nearby immediately rushes over and pulls a spoon out of his pocket. He polishes it, hands it to the guy. And the guy is uh, pretty amazed at the, you know, at the service that he gets. And he says, so do all the waiters carry spoons in their pockets? And the waiter replies, yes. Uh, actually, we had an efficiency expert come into the restaurant uh, last week. And he discovered that 17.8% of our diners knocked the spoon off the table. So by cl- carrying clean spoons with us, we save trips to the kitchen. And so the diner's pretty impressed. And he gets his food. It's very delicious. And he's, he's eating it. And uh, eats his meal. And uh, finally, the waiter brings him his tab. And he notices, he looks down and he notices that there's a string sticking out of the waiter's fly. And so he, this seems kind of, that's weird. So he says, excuse me, forgive the intrusion, but did you know that you have a string hanging out of your fly? And the waiter replies, well, yes, we all do. That same efficiency expert determined that we spend 21.4% of our time washing our hands after using the restroom. And the other end of the string is tied to my penis. So whenever I need to go, I simply pull the string to get my tool out of my pants. I piss, and then I return to work. Having never touched myself, there's no need to wash my hands, so it saves a lot of time, right? And the guy said, well, wait a minute, said the diner. So how do you get your penis back in your pants? Well, I don't know about the other guys, but I use the spoon. <laughs> yeah, I think I worked in that restaurant. <laughs> what do you got, Gord? Oh, I wanted to do a little tribute, too. So, uh, what did the guy at the beach say to Michael Jackson? What? Hey, get out of my son! <laughs> well put. Yeah. 
it in or well taken down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, some of our... Uh, Oh, yeah. So a little bit of a, a throwback to last episode. We did our Crypticon coverage where uh, I interviewed a number of folks at to the uh, Seattle Horror Convention, you may recall. And uh, one of those people were, was Doug Jones, who is known for his work in uh, a lot of films with Guillermo del Toro. So uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 2, uh, Mimic, etc. And uh, he, he kind of hinted at that he was in the running for a film that was a classic horror monster. And so this week, it turns out that uh, I believe uh, SciFi.net was reporting that that film is actually going to be Frankenstein. Uh, it won't go out under the lens for about five years, but it's mo- moving forward this summer in pre-production. They're starting to do some makeup tests and stuff like that. And uh, they're, I, I guess they're actually using the uh, art of Bernie Wrightson and his art, and uh, so a much stringier, skinnier kind of look of Frankenstein. And Doug Jones will be playing the classic monster. So uh, congratulations to him. That's really fucking cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the film. It's going to be a long way. It'll be after The Hobbit, both halves of that is finished and whatnot. But uh, it's going to be kind of a new take. It sounds like they're going back to the original source material and going to feature the novel. So congratulations to Doug. And uh, that's uh, cool news. I'm excited to see it. Who ended up with that? Wait, what does it have to do with The Hobbit? Uh, Guillermo del Toro is directing The Hobbit in two parts. Oh, very so it is being produced by Peter Jackson, who was responsible for the previous three Lord of the Rings films. And uh, Doug Jones, we're assuming because he's worked in the last three or four films with Del Toro, that he will be at some, you know, at, appearing in some fashion in the film because there's enough creatures and whatnot. Uh, some people are saying the Elven King in uh, Mirkwood. So yeah. there you go. He could be Gollum or Shelab or, or some, some really she lab. Isn't that, yeah, like the, SheLab the 2021? No, it's fucking SheLab, you douchebag. <laughs> Leave the dolphin oh, out of this. You're going you're to get your fucking SheLab, she card pulled. Like, what the hell? Don't piss <laughs> off the door. It's a made up spider, okay? <laughs> you just alienated the other half of our listeners, you <laughs> Cool, okay, so a couple of thank yous. Uh, Splattercast, episode 137 aired this week. And uh, they, they did like this complete rundown of horror podcasts, of which we are not one. But they actually mentioned us <laughs> they and, did. and our uh, our foray into the business in uh, 2007. So that was pretty nice of them to mention us alongside a bunch of other cool people that we listen to a lot. So I re- really appreciate that. And we occasionally play with Man on Left for Dead on Tuesday nights. So uh, I do appreciate the mention. Also, a Mail Order Zombie number 75, which went live last Thursday. Uh, I joined them for a zombie roundtable this week. So uh, if you want to hear uh, me spouting off about shit I don't know anything about, go ahead and uh, give that a listen. Our normal bullshit. Uh, you can find new content from Bonehand.com every Sunday. Gord, where we find you? You find me on MightyWombat.com. New cartoon every week, right around Thursday. You find my monthly column on DavisLifeMagazine.com. And... Uh, what? I do other stuff, don't I? Oh, yeah, and then I do a podcast, The Bone Bat Show. <laughs> cool. And one last thing, uh, a little contest action. So we've been huh? asking people to uh, give us a review on iTunes or Podcast Alley or Zoom, whatever the fuck it is, or Zencast, wherever <laughs> you want to leave it. 
Uh, I ended up with an extra copy of MU330's press, MU330, the ska band from St. Louis that we featured a couple of episodes ago. I have an extra CD of theirs that I will send. Uh, basically, what we're going to do, leave a review on iTunes and any of those places uh, for us, and uh, we're basically going to draw out of a hat, and uh, one of you lucky listeners will get a free CD out of it. And you don't have to do anything but type a few lines about how awesome we are or not. It's up to you. Anyway, uh, so that contest will be running until the next episode, three weeks or so. Uh, the next episode is going to be a roundup from San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. Which Gordon and I will be attending. We'll be roaming the floor, interviewing people, and by night I will be having my savage way with him. <laughs> Wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we got you guys into gay sex. <laughs> No, you didn't get us into it, per se. We might pull you out we of just it. Loop the alley. <laughs> get us out of it? Okay. And then, again, thank you guys very much for joining us on the show and for letting us use your music. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, once again, burningofeye.com and MySpace backslash burningofeye. Anything else you guys would like to say to your listeners, your fans out there? Penis. Your homies in Duval? Uh, well, thanks to you guys for the kind words earlier. You're very welcome. We're glad to do it. And I really love your shit, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of it. It's very exciting. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. So we're going to be closing out with uh, the song that we started with. This is called T1K from Nowhere is a Destination. Buy it on August 7th, you cheap, cheap bastards. Support independent music. Take care. This is Steve. This is Gordon. This is Bernie Nevi. Bernie Nevi saying thanks. I'm Jesse. Uh, Jacob. Saying thanks. We're new. This is Matt Hole. Tory Hole. (laughs) (laughs) And we're We're a bunch of holes. And we're gone. Later.
have you heard of munging? <laughs> no. What is, have you, Gord? I've heard of it, but I can't remember what it is. Which you is guys, you can't some... remember the last time you did it? <laughs> it was a long night. <laughs> you guys should put your bibs on for this one. <laughs> Red lobster bibs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me. What is munging? Oh, God, I can't believe I have to explain oh. this. I, I figured it would did you say your last name uh, when you were introducing yourself? Because I think for posterity, that would be good. This is Matt Fisney explaining munging. <laughs> All right. And back to you, Matt. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Um, is it like sucking all of a, a, a corpse's guts out through her pussy? <laughs> That's what it says on Urban Dictionary, anyway. I don't really know these things. Basically, but we're talking like you basically get two people, and you get one person to put their mouth around an orifice, and you get the other person to elbow drop them somewhere on the liquid torso, and then it all comes shooting down into their throat. But hopefully the person doing the uh, elbow dropping is a midget. <laughs> or a professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. Gordon is a big cock. 